0: In the ancient world, the Babylonians were renowned far and wide for their knowledge of the stars and the planets and comets and other celestial phenomena. And in fact, some of the earliest examples of writing that we have today, dating back to 3500 BC, are cuneiform tablets recording astronomical data. These vast records were studied carefully by a professional class of astronomers who established the calendar for religious feasts and other purposes. We also have another tablet from Babylon that records the appearance of Halley's Comet in September of 164 BC. So they were pretty good. They were a highly esteemed class of professionals, as I say, and when, when St. Matthew introduces the Magi in today's Gospel, He undoubtedly has these scholars in mind. And as I suggested, there were many of these men. uh, And since there were many who belonged to this guild, we should assume that many of them saw the star, many more than the three who made the journey. We can imagine Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar discussing the meaning of this sign with their fellow magi. How should we respond to this? These three set out on a dangerous journey to seek out the child whose kingship the star foretold and did homage to him. So many saw the star, but only three believed and acted according to their belief. Traditionally, the Solemnity of Epiphany celebrates three events the visit of the Magi, the baptism of the Lord in the Jordan, and the wedding at Cana. And in each of these events, There is a sign of God's grace and light and love shining out through our material world. But not all believe it when they see it. So when our Lord changes the water into wine, the steward of the wedding feast, probably not a bad guy, he just thought that the bridegroom had uh, hidden the best wine until the end. But we are also told that Jesus' disciples who were there believed in him seeing the wine as a manifestation or epiphany of Jesus' glory. At the baptism of Christ, the heavens were opened and the Father's voice was heard, saying, This is my Son. But many who heard dismissed the sound as thunder. When the crowds heard the apostles speaking in tongues on Pentecost, there were those who dismissed them as drunkards. When Christ hung upon the cross, there were many who reviled him. But there was a good thief who knew that he was coming into his kingdom. There were soldiers who cynically divided his garments, and there was one who saw and said, Surely this man is the Son of God. Which group am I in? God is still speaking to us today and giving us signs, and today's feast is meant to open our eyes to the glory being revealed in our midst right now. When I look at the heavens, when I sit down to eat, go to a party, when I hear thunder, will I be alive to the manifestation of God's purposes in the world, or will I pass them by in spiritual darkness? When I meet my brother today, will I see Christ in him, or will I miss this epiphany? When I meet the poor or the sick or the downtrodden, will I be alive to Christ's presence in this person? Or will I avoid them as inconveniences? With all the anxiety in the world today, it is easy to conclude that God's arm has been shortened, that Christ is far away and no longer manifesting himself. Furthermore, a privatized notion of religion fools us into thinking that we can only find God by turning inward on ourselves, and that the world that we share with others is a secularized and hostile place. And the question again, will we who go forth from sharing the Lord's Supper today, will we conform to the unsacramental worldview that exists out there? Or will we take away from today's celebration of vigilance on the watch for Christ's epiphany in the little events of my day? In a world of pagan superstition, three magi broke ranks, seeing the star and following it to the Lord of the universe in the body of a tiny child. When we look out at the world today, may the Holy Spirit open our eyes so that we can encourage one another to leave worldly attitudes behind and say, O come, let us adore him.